What's up, everybody? This is Allie, and you're listening to the Inside Out with Allie podcast. Want the keys to unlock your highest potential in life and business? More people than ever are building impressive empires all over the world. So on this show, I sit down with various CEOs, leaders, entrepreneurs, and changemakers to discuss the ideas, the opportunities, and the strategies that they're taking advantage of so the rest of us can do the same. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Inside Out with Ali. I have a wonderful guest on the show today, my dear sister, Celine DaCosta. She and I met in Peru on one of the most epic experiences of my life called Warrior Retreats, led by a guy named Brandon Collinsworth, who's another epic human. Celine and I, we traveled all over Peru for two weeks and we went from the jungles of Iquitos all the way to Machu Picchu, all the way to Sacred Valley and explored on so many different levels, mind, body, and spirit. And we became so close from just exploring this experience together. Our entire group, we just grew to be like one big family. And so it's such a gift to have her here with us today. A little bit about Celine. She's a master coach and subconscious mind expert. She's an author and speaker, and she's all about helping people understand their purpose in life, rewriting their story, and really living in their highest potential, their highest soul destiny. She's been featured on Forbes magazine. She's been a TEDx speaker. I mean, she's so accomplished and she's had great levels of success. So yeah, it's really exciting to have her here. So Celine, I want to jump right in because there's so many things I want to talk about with you. First and foremost, I'm curious, what led you into entrepreneurship? Ooh, that's a really good question, Ali. <laughs> what led me into entrepreneurship? Well, first of all, I think it's important to say I did not aspire to be an entrepreneur. I did not even know what entrepreneurship was until I was like in it. And it was not on the plan, on the conscious mental plan at all. The plan was get really amazing grades in college, get into a, you know, a top corporate company, work my way up the ladder. And like, you know, it's really funny because I was looking at, I've been journaling since I was, you know, 19. And I was looking at like one of my goal lists from my early twenties. And I was like, I want to be a CEO by age 27. I'm like, on what planet would I ever be a CEO by age 27 in corporate? It was such an aspiration of mine, which is the punchline is I was a CEO by age 27 of my own company, which I didn't even realize was coming. I didn't know. And I didn't plan on it. And what it came down to was that, you know, when I was in New York city and I was working my way up the corporate ladder a few years in, I had this really powerful awakening moment when I realized that this was not the life that I desired and it was not how I wanted to live. And it was not only that, if I continued to go down the corporate path, I would die inside. And when I had this really strong realization um, back in 2015, I remember being like, well, now what am I going to do? Like, just be a bum, like backpack around. Like, I don't get it. What what are my options? And and remembering that even then I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to go be an entrepreneur. Even then I was like, oh crap, if I'm not going to be in corporate, then I'm obviously going to be destitute, but might as well do that. And, you know, I, I set off on this really powerful life-changing journey that essentially kickstarted my career um, where I decided to do a social experiment where I literally quit my job, 
I put my things away in storage. I left New York City on a one-way ticket and I challenged myself to circumnavigate the globe by couch surfing, but not using the website, only through human networking, which was crazy. I'm like, oh my God, what was 25-year-old of me thinking? She clearly wasn't thinking, she was feeling because that journey took me on this crazy, crazy ride around the world where less than a year later, I ended up growing a social media following, getting invited to write for Forbes, got featured in all of these media channels, grew an audience, had all these entrepreneurs start to approach me being like, how are you doing this? And how are you like building your brand and growing your brand so quickly? And just by telling your story. And I was like, I don't know, I can help you figure it out if you want. And what started off as like some freelance jobs being like, wait, I can make money, like giving people advice. What? Like, happening and stumbling into the freelance world and just taking it a step further and being like, wait a minute, could I, my own business, me? Okay. I guess I'm going to start my own business. And I just totally stumbled and like rolled my way into what nine months after starting my business became a six plus figure business and then grew from there. So I rolled my way into it. <laughs> flying by the seat of my pants. I feel like that's all of entrepreneurship. <laughs> flying by the seat of your pants. Totally. And I just, I no idea what I was doing, but it like worked out really well, continues to work out really well. So I love it. Celine, that's so cool. And it's such, I love hearing that story it, near and dear to my heart. That's so similar to my experience, you know, getting this realization that corporate isn't it. I too was thinking, yeah, I'm going to climb the corporate ladder and I'm going to be a executive, but I didn't see myself actually in any of these positions or, or I thought I wanted it, but then I started doing it and realized, wow, this is so unfulfilling. This is not doing it for me. So I packed up shop. I quit the job. I got rid of all the stuff. I closed up my apartment and I went and I traveled and that, that was such an invaluable experience. And so I love hearing that you had such a, a similar journey. Now you mentioned role rolling into it and stumbling into it. What were some of the challenges? What were some of the highs? What were some of the lows? I would say the number one challenge, it was just me not having a plan and not actually knowing what I was doing, you know? And I feel like you said, it's, it's a very natural symptom of entrepreneurship, but as a freelancer being like, okay, I guess I can start a business. I guess I, I'm doing it. I, I didn't have any kind of structure or blueprint, mentorship, zip, not on nothing. Just just an idea that I was attempting to action. Of course, it turned out well, we know that in hindsight, but at the time it was really uncomfortable and very unknown. And yeah, just a lot of scrambling, a lot of making mistakes, a lot of just trying to figure things out. So I would say, yeah, the biggest challenges was just the knowledge gap, like literally. And, and I remember, you know, and I know you, could, you and I are very similar, so I'm sure you can relate to this where I just beat myself up so much. And I actually, I would say even beyond the not knowing, the biggest challenge now that I'm speaking this out loud was how I treated myself throughout the process before I do, you know, doing the work that I do now, working in the mindset, working in the subconscious mind. I now can see in real time when I'm playing out an old pattern or when I'm in a trauma response, I can actually catch myself in real time. But back then I wasn't aware of these things. And so I wasn't aware the ways in which I was in trauma response, or I was just blindly reacting and replaying toxic patterns, which looked like beating myself 
up because I didn't know the thing that nobody ever taught me. The stories I would tell myself around not being a good enough businesswoman, um, not knowing what business is, and just all of the narratives that get playing down that just added this layer of difficulty. You know, it wasn't just, oh, set up a contract. It was, okay, I need to figure out how to set up a contract and then I'm going to beat myself up about not knowing how to do it. And then I'm going to shame myself because I'm not doing it. And so that extra baggage. And, you know, when I work with clients now, I'm so familiar. It's so familiar. And because I intimately have gone through it, I'm also able to hold so much compassion and space for, for entrepreneurs who even beyond, like, you know, we're not even talking about new people, but like I'm working with people in the seven, eight, nine figure range. And even people who are like running $150 million businesses make it so unnecessarily hard on themselves by the way that they talk to themselves and the way they treat themselves and the way they basically like engage, not just, it's not just that the problem, it's how you are relating to the problem. And so I would say my biggest challenge in entrepreneurship was really just not even the, yes, number one is the knowledge gap, which is simply something that you bridge when there's no charge, when there's no story attached to it. It just means you take the course, you read the book, you hire the mentor, like full stop. And it's just time to learn the thing and apply it and apply it again. And then eventually you get good at it. And that in itself presents its own sets of challenge. But I would find, I would say the more difficult part is just the way that you relate that gap of knowledge as an entrepreneur. That makes a lot of sense. We talk about these other CEOs who are seven figure, eight figure, who are struggling with this it's essentially mindset, right? I'm sure there's probably other elements too, because I know that you work on a broad spectrum of different modalities. What is one of the listeners right now is like, wow, that's me. I really struggle with beating myself up. I'm a perfectionist. I always need it to look right. What would you tell that person? Like, what are, what is a tool that they could use right now that would support them in shifting? The most important piece when, you know, we're looking at what our challenges is, the, the first the best thing that you can do is awareness, is bringing awareness to what is actually going on. So when I'm working with clients and I have my own methodology around subconscious reprogramming, I take them through a five-step process, which looks like the first thing is actually just recognizing what the pattern is, recognizing what the trigger is and what's coming up for you. The second step is releasing it through emotional expression. The third step is responding, pausing and responding instead of reacting. The fourth step is consciously reprogramming what is coming up for you. And the fifth step is to anchor it into your nervous system through celebrating and rejoicing and actually um, doing some kind of feel good activity that with your question, I would just answer the first step as the first step. You know, the first tool is the first tool, which is that you need to become aware of your own Achilles heels, not from a space of I'm going to exacerbate this and focus on this problem, but rather from a space of, oh, this is something that comes up for me often and gets in the way of my own success. And so when I'm working with clients, what we're really looking at is, okay, so here's where you are, which is, you know, A, and where's your final destination? which is B, right? So you, you're trying to go from A to B, which might look like I am trying to increase my income, double my income. It might look like I want to get more visible in the marketplace. It might look like I just want to like work less and earn more. 
or I want to have more space to do what I love, or I want to like launch a course that has even more people in it. So whatever your goal is, let's say be let that final destination, you're not there right now because there's something that is interfering with you being there. right now. Because if you were vibrating, if you were vibrating at the frequency of being a match for your final destination, if you were the person who was a match for your final destination right now, you would be there right now, right? The same way that, you know, if you are earning 10K a month and you're stuck and you're trying to go 20K, but you're earning 10K, it's because you are acting and you're being the person who's earning 10K a month and not the one that's earning and deciding as a 20K a month person. So if you're here and you're not there, it means there's an obstacle in the way. And where we screw ourselves up is that a lot of times, we try to create, we know that there's an obstacle. So we try to create all of these stories. The mind tries to create about all these stories around what the obstacle is. Well, clearly it's because I need more Instagram followers or clearly it's because, you know, I need to add more products to my product suite or clearly it's because I just need to like double my time doing outreach. And so what the mind will do is we'll try to latch onto a strategy or like some tactics that it can do to soothe the problem so that it keeps you busy and you can kind of like do stuff and like maybe incrementally the problem will shift, but fundamentally you'll still feel like I'm still not feeling like I'm enough. I still feel like an imposter. I still feel like, or I'm still not earning what I want to earn. Right. And that's because the problem is not actually the bandaid you're trying to put over it. It's not the, the strategy you're trying to tack on to solve the problem. The problem is deeper than that. And it tends to be, you know, 99% of the time, there's some sort of subconscious block that's going on and belief system that is actually in the way of you being able to overcome that challenge. So your work and that first step is identifying what the F is that belief system that is most in the, my way right now. Because for example, if you're trying to increase your income or double your income. And now you're like trying to like implement all of these funnels and take all of these courses so that you can like create all these things to make more income. That's actually not what the issue is. It might be something around you not feeling worthy of that next level of income in your life. It might look like feeling like you have to work really hard to make your money. And because you're really tired, you don't want to work harder. And therefore you now believe that you can't make more money because there's a belief system that ties hard work with earning. It might be that you have a family, like you come from a culture where the more money that you make, the more people want you to pay for them. And therefore now you're subconsciously blocking yourself from earning more because you don't want to put yourself in that position of, of saying no to people. So again, there's infinite amount of stories and I'm using money as an example because it's more tangible because this can apply to love or it can apply to hiring a team. It can apply to anything. But what you really want to do is you want to get clear on what's your A and what's your B, what's your final destination. A lot of people aren't even clear on that. And that is also half of the problem is just getting clear on, okay, as an entrepreneur, where are you trying to get to right now? And once you do that, you want to understand like, okay, so what's the limiting, what are the biggest limiting beliefs right now? What's like my belief system actually doing in this moment that is interfering with me being at, at B. And once you start to see it, you cannot unsee it. And that's where, you know, quote unquote, the work begins. That's where you want to learn how to emotionally process the trigger. That's where you, where you want to learn how to like identify it faster, how to have like strategies to deal with it in real time so that it's not, you're not self-sabotaging. So this is the part, you know, like as I teach my clients in my framework, this is the part where we bring in the toolbox, but before we bring in the big toolbox, that's going to help you like clear the stuff and ninja swap your way out of it. You need to know like, what's the house you're building? Why are you building it? What's interfering with you building it? Once you're clear on that, then you bring in the tools for you to properly build what you need to build, locks it into the nervous system. Wow, Celine, that is powerful. And I truly believe what you're, what you just shared is one of the most important things that viewers can even just digest and understand because it all does start with how can we 
A, be clear and have that awareness so that we can then start to take the action steps to clear. So thank you so much for sharing that. Now, one of the things that I'd love to touch on is understanding what has made you so successful. Obviously, you put into place these practices, but what are some of the other things that have helped you get to where you are today? So I'm going <laughs> to... These two answers might shock you, sticker shock you a little bit, but let me say them and then explain them because I'm just going to go with the first thing that came through. I'm like, the first thing that came through, I swear to God, was intuition and trauma. Intuition, like really listening to my gut, really listening to that little voice, like from the moment that I was in New York City and that little voice said, no, you're not this isn't your path. And I ignored it, of course, as one does when they first hear their intuition. And it just kept persisting. And I have done crazy freaking things because of my intuition. And the more I've learned to listen and then, you know, get the positive feedback from it, the more I've learned to trust it. And the biggest thing that my intuition had me do was you're going to quit your job and you're going to put everything away. And even though you're not, you know, you don't even have an income stream, you're going to put some money away and then you're going to go on a one-way ticket and you're just going to sleep in the homes of strangers. And I was like, what? What do you mean? But I did it. And what happened on the other side of that is I tried traveled the world. I completely, you know, I catalyzed one of my most massive spiritual awakenings, started my career that, you know, is leading me to having this conversation with you now and all these other incredible things that basically were born from me taking that leap of faith into the unknown. And I have found that time and time again, I've needed to listen to my intuition and go against what rationally made sense to actually do what I felt was the right thing to do. There's been a lot of hard conversations that I've had in my career just based on intuitive hunches. No, I'm not meant to work with this person. What do you mean? We like, but you said that we would, it's like, I, I can't. Right. And this isn't, and I'm, you know, I'm not speaking to, I've, I've never broken a contract or anything like that, but there's, there's been times where I almost went a route and then had to pull back. And it was really hard because the people pleaser in me wanted to please somebody that I, you know, had said or done said, Hey, I'm going to do this. But then my intuition said, no, I've had to take a lot of leaps of faith. I've had to, you know, even things like going to Peru, that was totally intuitive that I didn't make sense. I had other plans. I was supposed to be somewhere else, but I canceled that trip to go to Peru, even though it didn't make sense. And then it made all the sense. So I would say like listening to my intuition is one of my biggest gifts. And it's one of my biggest secret sauces to success. And I believe we all have a strong intuition, but you know, it's like that metaphor of we all have a good wolf and a bad wolf inside of us equally, but whoever is dominant is whoever you choose to feed. And so my intuition is who I've chosen to nurture and, and feed. And as a result, it's led me over and over again onto the unknown. But every time I jump, it doesn't come from a place of fear. Sometimes actually I'm, I am scared. I'm not saying I'm fearless. I'm saying I'm courageous and I take the leap and I go into the unknown and I trust that even though I don't know what the F I'm doing, I know that as long as I'm aligning to my higher purpose, as long as I'm in my heart space, and as long as I am doing it from this, it's a different texture of your intuition than the mind. It's just, it's the space of like, I know, I just know, and it's calm and it's peaceful. And there's no fear in that space. The fear is created afterwards from the ego. As long as I jump from that space, I just know I'm going to be taken care of. And that's something that, you know, I say this now in 2023, really confidently, but seven years ago, I wasn't so confident. I wouldn't have been able to say it to you like that. But seven years after, I'm like, that is literally the advice I would give 
anyone is to refine, like develop your relationship with your intuition, refine it and listen to it because there's two ways you can operate. You can operate from fear or you can operate out of love. And if you're operating from a space of love, then there, there is nothing to fear. So that's the first piece that I would say has allowed me to leap into success so quickly is just that constant. Yes, I'm listening. Yes, I'm listening. Yes, I'm listening. Yes, I'll do it. Even though I don't want to, I'll freaking do it. Like I'm going to be courageous. I'm going to be brave and I'm going to go where no one else is going. I'm going to do what else, no one else is doing because I know it's the right thing. The second part is trauma, you know, and you know, I, I work with a lot of very, very high achieving men and women. And, you know, I think that a lot of times when I hear people be like, ask this question, like what attributed to your success? And I'm giving, and people are giving you like all the secret sauce to, you know, I did this and I woke up at five in the morning and then I listened, you know, I listened to my intuition or like I, I built strategies and I made plans or whatever the frick, like the story is all I'm hearing doing the work that I do is like, yeah, but are you talking about like the trauma that like had you be so driven and so high achieving in the first place? Cause what I can tell you is that I'm not, what I'm not saying is that high achievers are all coming from a trauma space. I certainly don't feel like I am today, but when I wasn't aware of my trauma and I didn't have the tools to process it, I was definitely running on a lot of like, I need to prove myself. I need to like, achieve, you know, achieve, 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 achieve. I need to do better. I need to push myself. And you know, when I've since, obviously since done a lot of the work to excavate and understand where that drive was coming from. And turns out that a lot of it was coming from this need to this desire to earn love, this desire to, well, as long as I have these accolades under my belt, then I am good enough. And then I need another one. And then I need another one. And it's like this never ending hamster wheel of, I need to do more in order for me to prove my myself that, you know, I'm amazing so that I can earn love, respect, self-worth, whatever it is that you want to insert. And this is a narrative that I went through myself. And I see people that come to me constantly coming to me for help. And, you know, one of the things that as I have transitioned and, and did this work, and I'm not going to lie, like there's still, part, I'm still constantly catching myself asking the question, okay, Selena, are you doing this for validation right now? Or is it because it's something that's generally bringing you joy? And it's like, it's a little bit of validation. I'm like, okay, okay, let's work on that. Let's, let's put this aside on the back burner now. And let's work on the thing that gives you joy. And I'm like, okay. You know, like there's this constant dialogue that's happening with my inner child, but yeah, there is that, that definitely that strive of this past or this need to prove definitely contributed to like some massive milestones that I created in my life. And since then, my work has been converting that a mentor of mine said like, yes, you have a lot of fuel, but you get to choose whether you're running this on like, you know, dirty fuel, like if, if, if this is like trauma fuel or if this is clean fuel and clean fuel comes from your purpose. Clean fuel comes from having a higher vision and a higher desire to like, to be of service. Like that's clean fuel. Trauma fuel is I need to prove myself. I need to do it. So either way you can succeed either, either direction is available to you, but it is very much a choice that I am constantly navigating and support people navigating, which is where is the success coming from? And what is actually, what are the energetics that are fueling your drive to quote unquote succeed? And how do you define success? It's a long question because it's a 
complicated. It's a long answer because it's a, it's a complex question, but that, that would be my honest answer. Yeah, I know it's beautiful. And, you know, you talk about operating from clean fuel and that is, you know, operating towards a space of purpose. I think a lot of challenges that people have is they're operating in a world where purpose doesn't exist or they don't know their purpose or they don't know necessarily how to tie their work to their purpose. So what would you say to somebody who's listening and they want to be in purpose, but don't necessarily know how to bridge the gap? So the first thing I would say is that your sense of purpose does not come from your head. It's not living in the mental realm. And that's why when you're looking for it and you can't find it, that's why you're not finding it because you're very much likely looking in the wrong place. So when we tap into the topic of purpose, which is a bigger topic in and of itself, purpose as I see it, this is my definition, and I recognize that many people have different aspects on it. But you're asking me, so here I go. Purpose is your soul being on this planet and creating something that gives it meaning, right? And if you've ever heard, did you ever read A Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl? An amazing book, and I won't give away the book, but all it really talks about it's about this man who was in um he was a prisoner you know in in a refugee camp in in world war ii and how he survived it and the book is the title of the book is pretty self-explanatory which is that our lives are driven by meaning and they're driven by the meaning that we assign to it this is like catnip for humans right it's like what is the meaning of my life why am i here what am i here to do it drives us mad and it drives us insane in joy and and freedom. You know, like it's, it goes so many ways, but purpose to me is like needing to actually find a reason for why we do what we do in many. And, you know, we're getting a little ethereal, ethereal here and a little mystical, but I, I do believe that most of the times, like when we come on earth, our human self has like, it takes time sometimes for our human self to catch up with like why our soul has decided to come down in this reincarnation. Like why that our soul decide to come here in this body, insulin body, and be so naturally driven towards, you know, subconscious mind and understanding the human mind and understanding the brain and things like that. Whereas, you know, my friend doesn't care about that at all, but all she wants to do all day is paint and create art and make beautiful things. And that's what she likes to do in her free time. I'm not interested in that at all. How is that? How is that? So we might not have the answer in a lifetime, but I do believe that our search for purpose gives us meaning. And our purpose is not, it's not even like this thing, like a lot of times when I'm talking to people and they're like, but I need to find my purpose. I'm like, what are you, if you're looking for something, it means you don't have it. So what if you're, you are like, it's just a matter of plugging back into your purpose. And what if you don't have to understand what your quote unquote purpose is, but you just need to open yourself up to living in it as it comes in its, in the waves that it comes. Like, what if it's not this like perfect, I help X, Y, Z do F, Y, I, and you know, that's my purpose. And then you feel restricted. And then over time, this is what I always find with my clients. Like they just feel so freaking restricted by that sentence. Cause they're like, it doesn't even hold up with me. I can't even fit in the sentence. I'm not this person anymore. And then they go through this entire identity crisis in their business. And they're like, this isn't who I am. This, I'm like, of course it's not who you are. You're trying to define your entire life's purpose in one sentence that like some marketing like teacher taught you and passed on to you. Of course, that's not going to fulfill it. You know, like it's like, let go of the pressure that you need to find your entire life's purpose today or tomorrow or next week. And instead of trying to like look for it externally, just understand that it's actually like it's encoded in your soul and your job is to get out of the way and just like live in your soul's alignment. And can you 
you allow your purpose to reveal itself to you? And not only that, can you actually give yourself permission to evolve with your purpose and realize that today, for example, my purpose years ago was to help people tell their story. It was to help people like literally create their brand's story. That's what I built my business on. And as I evolved, my purpose evolved and it got bigger. And it was around like helping people to release their biggest subconscious blocks. And now that I'm evolving, my purpose is getting bigger, which is around really helping people liberate themselves from the prison of their mind and like live their life according to their soul's highest destiny. And God knows where it's going to take me as I evolve. So, you know, take the pressure off of yourself is what I would suggest and focus yourself on being in alignment to your soul, to like what gives you joy. And remember that the moment you get in your head and you're trying to think your way into your purpose or trying to like structure it or squeeze it into a sentence, you're in your head, which means you're not in your soul, which means you're not like wrong door. It's the wrong building. You got to exit the building, turn a right, turn a left, turn around the corner, enter the doorway to your soul. And there you will find what you're looking for. So stop freaking out, trying to like turn over the entire building, looking for this thing. I'm like, it's, you're just literally in the wrong building, exit the building, get into the right building. <laughs> you know, right there, there will be signs, you know, uh, Celine, you're dropping so much gold right now. I like just love listening to you. It's so powerful. You are so powerful. I just have to say that. So, so essentially, you know, just to summarize for uh, the listeners, you're essentially just focusing on the being the being in action, the doing the things that you care about, the things that you love, the things that make you feel alive. And you can't think, oh, this is what I think I want to do. It's just going into what you, you intuitively find yourself attracted to and moving into that space. Is that, is that like a, a good first couple of steps for the listeners? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Getting really clear on who you want to be and the person who's at that final destination be who is that person who are you now where's the gap of who you need to be and who you want to be and who you desire to be in your heart when you start to act in your soul's alignment when you start to act as the person as a version of you who is trying to get to be but instead of trying you just act like that person that's how you quantum leap that's how you close the gap make sense totally and there is one thing I also wanted to touch on. There, there was so much gold that you shared in, in the last, you know, 10, 15 minutes. One of the things you mentioned when you were talking about intuition, you mentioned that you were not even supposed to be at warrior retreats. That's the retreat Selena and I were at in Peru. And then intuitively you decided to go and you didn't know why at the time you were supposed to be there. When you finished, you realized, okay, I know exactly why I was, why I was there. Cause so much came from it. What did that experience lead you to? What did that experience led me to after mm -hmm. you mean? Yeah. Like what was the, like, you were like, oh, okay. Like I get why I was supposed to be there now. So I'm so curious, mostly because I was there with you. What did you get from that experience? Because one of the things that I love about you is that you are so committed to your growth, to your development. I mean, Celine didn't just go to warrior retreats. She went to Joe Dispenza retreat, which is all one of the most epic retreats in the world for personal development. Then she went to Tony Robbins. Then she went to warrior retreats. I mean, we're talking about like deep commitment to her development. So I'm curious, like what was it that you got from warrior retreats that was the aha of knowing why you were meant to be there? Well, I would say the biggest 
aha moment that I had is learning how to feel comfortable being seen in my power instead of shaming myself and hiding myself or trying to squeeze myself into a box so that I can conform, which is very alive, has been very alive for me in the past when I'm in a group setting. I mean, Ali, you sat next to me at <laughs> I was speaking light language for like three hours straight and, you know, oh my God, it was mortifying. My human self was like, I'm so embarrassed, right? And my higher self was like, all right, whatever human self, like we got, we got work to do here. There's like, do you, you know, sacred geometry that we need to recode with like using the, you know, a sound expression and the vibration of, of our language. Like we got it. We got healing to do self healing to do like, and I'm just like, oh my God, oh my God, it's so embarrassing. So, you know, there's been, there was many instances at Warrior where I was like, I just need to talk like this, you know? And even, even now as I'm speaking and I'm, I'm aware of, of the language that I might be using, I'm aware that some people might be like, what the is this woman talking about? Right. And, and in the past I would feel like I needed to conform. I needed to, you know, for lack of better words, dumb down my language. I needed to not meant or like hold something in that I needed to say, or like, God forbid that anyone would see my spiritual side and, and start to question that I'm actually very logical as well. And then every, you know, the things I'm saying are also scientifically backed and feeling like I needed to explain myself and to be in such a loving and just powerful container surrounded by beautiful humans such as yourself really allowed me to just be like, you know what, screw it. I'm going to talk about the elves, you know, screw it. I am going light language is coming out, you know, or, or, uh, you know, being my talking about my intuition, leading from my intuition and understanding that actually that that's my gift. Right. And when, you know, even before you're saying, what are your tools for success? And I could have easily said, well, you know, you need to set up systems and you need to make sure that you're hiring the right team and the right people and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah, that all makes sense. That's not why I feel successful. You know, that's not why it's my intuition and my trauma. Like that's the actual truth instead of the thing that maybe I perceived that you might want to hear or that someone on the other side, listening to this podcast would be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. It's like, okay. And then as opposed to maybe some of you are understanding everything. Some of you are like, this does not make sense. I'm like, doesn't need to make sense. You just need to feel it, feel the vibration. And it will start to shift. Listen with your body to what I'm saying. And things will start to shift within you already. As long as you're present, it doesn't actually matter what the words are or what, what I'm telling you. But what it does matter is that what I'm saying is authentic. It's true. And then I'm connected to my heart as I'm saying it. And as long as that is happening, the transmission is happening. And if the transmission is happening, your soul is receiving it now or in the future. So yeah, that kind of like let I let my freak flag, flag fly and now here I am saying the things I wouldn't say so you're <laughs> welcome world <laughs> oh my god wow so definitely worth the investment in warrior retreats <laughs> that's like a huge takeaway getting to live your most authentic version being you know able to express your authentic truth on a whole nother playing field like what a gift. Wow. Yep. <laughs> yep. And by the way, for those of you listening, so, you know, the, the light language for any of you who are wondering what light language is, let me just tell you, I'm going to, Celine, can I give them an example of what it sounds like since I did have the luxury of sitting next to you for three hours? 
yeah, I'm going to try. I'm still a little, you know, I'm still a little confused by it, but it's, it's essentially another language. That's all I know. It's, it's not English. It's not human language. It's like a different language. And it sounds like this. Like, that's what it sounds like. Like an alien beatboxer almost is the best way I could put like words to it. I actually have a voice memo that I recorded like right after the second ceremony that literally it's like, I can play it if you want. I recorded it. That basically was one minute summarizing the entire second ceremony. And so I have it. I have it. I have a recording of it that came through. But yeah, light language is, I mean, I'm still, I'm not actually the authority on light language. So I'm still figuring it out because it was coming through me. I was like, what the F is this? And then I had to educate myself on what it was, but apparently it's just basically like language coming in from the cosmos and every single time you speak it, it sounds different. So it doesn't have language patterns the way human language does. Cause you know, human language, it's just, it's repeatable. I use the same words. I use the same structure. I can repeat the same thing, but it's basically like vibration that doesn't sound the same ever again. And what it is, it's just like information, like data packets coming from the cosmos. And then they get translated through words, which is, you know, the verbal expression in 3D reality. So how do I put this simpler? It's like language from the cosmos that is coming here on earth. And then it like shifts things the same way that when you speak, if I speak really romantic Italian to you, you're going to feel a certain way, right? You're going to be like, Ooh, that's pretty. Or like, if I say something really romantic, or if I say something really rude, right? The way that I speak influences you and influences how you feel and influences your reactions. So light language is like cosmos speaking through people and it just influences reality. That's the best. I'm sure somebody can define this way better than me, but that's the. I thought that was pretty good actually. And, and just to clarify a little bit more. So the reason why Celine was speaking light language, maybe not the reason why, but it was during a ceremony. You, you heard her mention a ceremony. We actually got to sit with a, a mother plant, which is a great teacher it, it called ayahuasca. This was in the, in the jungles of Iquitos, but yeah, so it was a really cool experience and yeah, it was, it was, definitely an opportunity for you to step in and experience being your authentic version, which is beautiful. It's beautiful to look back on that situation and recognize how important that experience was towards you truly honing in on your authentic voice and authentic way of being. What a gift. Mm -hmm. And I just want to acknowledge you too. Like, you know, on that experience, I watched you show up and be willing to be you and talk about the things you cared about and show up with the things that inspired you and to be so vulnerable and to be seen, not just in your highest, but also in your deepest challenges and the things that, you know, made you scared or the things that made you, made you sad or, you know, so I just want to acknowledge you for who you are and I want to acknowledge you for the way you showed up on that retreat and with such an authentic expression. And I love getting to watch you, your path unfold. It's such, it's such a gift to be in your life and to just experience you. And it's been such a gift to experience all that you've shared today because it was such a powerful, powerful, powerful share that you, 
you had. So thank you so much, Celine. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. I would love to just give the audience an opportunity to stay connected to you or know how they can work with you. So what's the best way? The best way would be through my website as well as social media channels. My website has all the goods. It's got my, you know, I, I have a free masterclass for those of you who want to learn more about my work that you can sign up for. There's more information about how I work with clients privately as well as um, courses and programs on the topics that I've discussed today, you can go and sign up for my newsletter. So that there's a, there's a whole playland over there and anything that, that you might need or want to get to know me better, you can find there. So the website is selinacosta.com. It's spelled C-E-L-I-N-N-E-D-A-C-O-S-T-A. And I also like to play on social media. My favorite platform at the moment is Instagram. So, you know, I'm constantly doing stories and doing posts in there. So you can come and say hello. It's at Celine DaCosta, spelled the same way. And then you can also find me, you know, all the LinkedIn, the Facebooks, the Twitters, and the, the, <laughs> the TikToks. It's all, I, I made it all the same, but I would say the, the most fun ways for you to connect with me are Instagram and in my newsletter where I share a lot more of what we talked about today than I do on social media. So yeah, come and join me. Come and enter my universe. You'll have a lot of fun and come out on the other side completely shifted. <laughs> I could say that confidently. Celine, I love you so much. Thank you so much for being here. It's been such an honor, such a gift, so educational, so informative. I appreciate you. And to all of the listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. It has been so great having you here. Hopefully you got a lot out of this as well. And that is all for today. We'll see you on the next episode. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Inside Out with Allie. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to help support the podcast, please share it with others and leave a rating and review. To stay connected, you can follow me on Instagram at insideout.traveler. Thanks again, and we will see you next week.